everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Buck. I'm a motorsports writer for The Athletic, and each week I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. Up next, in honor of the Indy 500, it is Scott McLaughlin of Team Penske. Scott, of course, grew up in New Zealand, but then made his name driving Australia supercars, where he won three straight championships before coming over to the United States to try his hand at IndyCar for Team Penske. Since then, he's become a race winner and one of the better personalities in all of American motorsports. Great guy to talk to. So let's go ahead and take a listen to our interview. All right, everybody, we're back for another 12 questions, this time with Scott McLaughlin. Scott, how are you doing? Good. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing really good, really good. So happy to have you on here, getting ready for Indy 500. And uh, so the first question this year is um, you have to pick one chore or obligation that you have to do every day for a year. But the catch is if you do it every day for a year, you never have to do it again for the rest of your entire life. So what would you like to knock out forever? Oh, uh, you know what? Like, I I don't mind like, uh, you know, no, I'm a dishes guy. So like drying the dishes, I, my wife washes the dishes i dry them so if i did that with her every day that would be fine <laughs> and just be done with it yeah and just be done with it yeah okay <laughs> yep uh can you describe how you are as a passenger in a street car terrible very oh. bad yeah, yeah i'm I'm a backseat driver chronic backseat driver particularly with my wife um she's a good driver i just i i you know i don't i like being in control uh, most of the time are any people i'm not bad with uh, my is Joseph, my teammate, and Will, my teammate. Like I'm sort of like uh, it'll be okay, you know. But like, yeah, anyone else, I'm sort of a bit. Anyone that doesn't drive a car for a living, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. You can trust another race car driver, but anybody yeah. else, yeah. Sometimes some race car drivers are still bad on the road as well. So you just never know. <laughs> okay. Um, what is an app on your phone that you love using and think other people should know about? Oh. Well, no, I I was going to say Twitter, but everyone knows about Twitter. I, I love Twitter, but I think uh, there's an app that I use for my golf. It's called The Grint, and it's like the Facebook for golf. And you can get your handicap on there, and people can track your scores, and you, you, your mates can like uh, comment on your scores mid-round. So if you're having a good one or a bad one, they can comment on it. Um, it's a really good app and something that I use all the time. So it's funny because... I never heard of this app till last week, and I had Ryan Blaney on here, and that, oh. that was his exact pick for the, his favorite app. Yeah, he, well, he was the one that got me onto it. Like when <laughs> I first came to America and we started playing golf, we played a ton of golf together. And um, yeah, we use the grin all the time for track and leaderboards. And yeah, Bubba's on there. Um, yeah, I think William Byron's on there. Like there's, there's a, a few other guys on there. I'm trying to get this through the IndyCar field as well. It's good. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, what do you make, uh, what do you do to make yourself feel better when you're having a crappy day? <laughs> um, uh, normally like, you know, friends is a pretty good go-to. Like if I'm having a bad day, I just need to laugh. Maybe I just put friends on or like the office or something like that. That's office is always playing. Um, or I play my PlayStation or yeah, play some computer, computer games or something like that. But yeah, it's pretty, uh, I'm, I'm. Normally having a pretty good day. I'm a pretty happy guy. So, yeah, it doesn't really matter. What kind of games do you play? Do you play? I play Call of Duty. Um, right now, actually, in my bus right now, I'm playing PGA Tour, a uh, golf game on there. I'm a mad golfer, but um, 
yeah, I, I, I play anything that requires uh, just a little bit of skill. Like, you know, it's not too easy. It's it, When it's hard, it's it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so this next one, I'm changing it up for each person, but I've asked readers to give me, like, uh, something they need advice with. And um, I picked a golf-related question since I know you were so into golf. So uh, yeah. this person says, I'm a terrible golfer. I can barely break 100 on most days. I've been playing about two years off and on, mostly to hang out with friends. However, I found myself wanting to get better. I bought a cheap set of clubs from Amazon to use when I first started playing, but several people that I've played with told me that they are too short for me as I'm six foot one. So should I work on getting better using my current clubs or should I get a proper fitting and get clubs that are more tailored to my height? What do you think? I think uh, whoever that is should get should spend the money and get like maybe not you don't have to get the best stuff in the world but like get clubs fitted for you the best thing i ever did and i instantly dropped probably 10 shots was by getting uh, a club set to my liking now you get to a point where maybe you just put like standard shafts and or something like that and maybe like it costs you a little bit of money but and you might have to change it over time with the, the way that your swing develops but the first like there's so much science that goes into hitting the golf ball from like angle of like where everything is and um how the ball you know gets hit like if you're playing with clubs that are too short you, you're starting off like you're done for from the start so huh. if i was if i was him i would be straight away get clubs that are fitted for him or her and then figure it out yeah that's interesting because so it's probably ruining their swing already or like it's, it's yep. affecting them just because their clubs are not fitted for them and they're already behind. No doubt. Start. Like no doubt. Like it's, it's yeah, it's, it's an art. It's a science, like all the stuff that they go on. And, you know, even guys that hit the golf ball within, you know, like just tiny increments, like that they're like pros, like they are constantly playing with different shafts and lengths and whatever to, to enhance their swing. Like, for people that are heading above a hundred, like we don't hit the ball as consistent as them, but we can at least make it a lot easier. So you have that same feeling just when you're hitting the ball and, and it's just a little bit nicer. And then after that, you know, your swing might change. You might go to a coach or something like that and, and go through bits and pieces and things might change on those clubs, but it's, you don't get any too many bad habits from, you know, with, with the, playing with a good set of clubs. That's for okay. Sure. Wow. That's super interesting. Yeah. So the next one is sort of like a, um, a pop culture debate type thing that I've been asking people. I just wanted to know about um, sort of some customs that might be different here versus like New Zealand. Um, mm -hmm. Is there anything that people do in America that's considered rude here, but it's not in New Zealand or, or vice versa? Like something where you're like, oh, that's fine there or not here or, or vice versa, you know? Uh, um, I think. Americans and correct me if I'm wrong, not everyone, but I feel like the majority of people walk around their house with their shoes on, and I, I, I don't know how I've come across that. And and I, the first thing like my mum and dad taught me when I was a kid was like shoes off before I go into anyone's house, even my own. Like shoes were always off. Like, um, even like like my bus, like always taking my shoes off or whatnot. Um, I feel like it's a bit chilled out here in that regard um 
whether or not I don't know whether I, it's just the people I'm hanging out with are just bad people or not. But um, uh, then the other one is probably cussing. <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like cussing and like down under is a little bit more like it's still rude, but it's like I feel like everyone does it a lot more than they do here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. the, the, the shoes thing is really interesting because like I've, I definitely like my mom taught me the same way. Right. But then sometimes a lot of people come over and like, they just stroll right in and I'm, I'm just yeah. like, sort of like appalled. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Like, uh, you're <laughs> tracking all this stuff into my house, you know, but. Well, another thing, and I probably could add to this and this is going back to driving, but I actually think Americans aren't courteous at all for like, it's like, uh, when I'm driving on, whether it's where I live in North Carolina or something, I don't know, but like people are like aggressive and like just won't let you in. Like it's, it's, um, where I think New Zealand and stuff, we're a bit more chilled out and everyone knows that, you know, it's, we're just going the same way. So we just let each other in. But like, well, I mean, my wife's from New York, so like they're aggressive as hell <laughs> up there. And, um, and yeah, so I, yeah, maybe like the way that, they're probably a lot more aggressive and a lot more road rage here than, than in New Zealand. Yeah, that that sounds very accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this next one's a wild card question. I'm also mixing it up for each person. This is just sort of a random thing I want to know from people. Um, so I guess I, you know, there's obviously like a lot of talk about your skill set and your background. Like everybody thought, well, oh, geez, like why why is he going IndyCar way? Like the NASCAR way would be so much more of a natural transition. And yet you've been able to make an incredible transition to IndyCar and like have so much success. So my, my question is like, aside from being just like that damn good, I guess, what in your skill set do you think has allowed you to adapt so quickly to a completely different form of racing where we see other people who have tried to make similar transitions, you know, just really struggle. I've always, I don't know, Jeff, like, I feel like I've always, even since, ever since I was a kid, like I, I would like drive anything. So whether it was, or whether it was I ride a bike or whether I'd, you know, I'd, I'd go in a go-kart and I'd, instead of going on wets, I'd put slicks on or, you know, and then I'd try my mate's go-kart and see what his cart felt like. And then I, maybe I'd jump in a gearbox cart and then, and then it just sort of progressed and I test a lot of different cars and stuff when I was growing up. And, and I don't know. I just, I, I have this, um obsession like when i do something and i like put my mind to it i feel like i like i just lock in like i need to figure out okay i i have to do that if joseph can break at the 50 feet board 50 foot board well i can do that if not i can do it better like it, it's it's humanly possible to do that so why can't i do that so i just do it you know <laughs> um and then after that it's all about like final like um you know, finalizing like your art and your craft and how you're doing it. And, and at the same time, I've had some really good people that have helped me along with that. But no, I agree. I think everyone thought, and, and including myself, that you know, NASCAR was going to be probably where I would go. Um, I, To be honest, up until 2019, I probably had the same opinion. And then I just thought I was too big for an IndyCar. And then Rogers basically said to me, you know, NTC, like, you know, that's, this, this is, have you ever thought about any car? We think it'd be good for you. Something different. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And I think from that point on, I was just like, I was YouTubing IndyCar videos. I was looking at different pieces and yeah, 
it's it's funny. I don't know. I just I, I don't know what ability it is. I've always been good at learning new tracks. I think it's just having the ability to not um, like forget something that I've learned previously and just open a new page. You know, and I think some drivers really struggle with that. Like you know, go, forgetting old habits. I feel like I have this ability to just drop my bad habits from previous, whether they were good for the other car, and then relearn habits. And um, yeah, that, it's, it's it's something I really enjoy. It's a challenge. Yeah. Wow. That sounds super hard to do, but really, really interesting that you can break it down that way. Um, in your career, what is the deal that came closest to happening that ended up not working out? Oh, wow. You know what? I haven't had many deals. I'm not going to lie. I've I've really, well, I I nearly drove for the Holden Racing Team in in Australia. Um, That was before, well, you know what? It was actually, I was was speaking to Roger and I was speaking to the Walkershaw family, um, which is Australian, uh, them with the Holden Racing Team at the time. And it's not there anymore. Um, and yeah, we were, we were, there was contracts and stuff, but I wasn't, you know, it was just an offer. Right. Um, but yeah, I ultimately, I remember writing down a list of pros and cons for both teams. Um, and I've still got that piece of paper today. It's actually in a photo frame, uh, like Penske HRT and like working out like, all right, you know, America, yeah, not America, you know, like factory team, not a factory team at the moment, like talking about Penske. Um, and then ultimately it was just the, the for me, it was like I wanted to drive for Roger Penske. That was basically it. And whether or not the American thing came off or not, that was um, pie in the sky stuff at the time. But um, yeah, it did come off in the end. Those pros and cons lists are such so good in helping like major life decisions, you know. Oh, it is. I mean, I remember doing it with, uh, you know, I did it with one of my best mates who actually was my best man at my wedding, who's not in racing or anything like that, and he was very real with it all. Um, but yeah, I haven't had a huge amount of deals, uh, uh, you know, whether it's with a NASCAR team or, or anything like that. Like, it's not like I'm, I feel like I've I've been just with two teams, two or three teams my whole life. <laughs> So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good thing. Um, who is a person you would be starstruck by when meeting them? Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Um, yep, him. Uh, I think I would, if it was like a movie star. You know, I met Mark Wahlberg last year at Iowa, and I was proper starstruck. Like, I was, yeah, I I said the weirdest crap to him. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Like, I was like, "Hey, man, I really, really appreciate your movies and and uh, and, and, and Patriots Day. I really loved that one. I really, like, I, you know, it's sad, but like loved that. And then when he left, I just sat down and my friends and Joseph could t- talk to you about that. But I was like, I sat down, like, why am I like this? I'm so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. But it's um, that that was probably the first one I've been properly starstruck with was Mark Wahlberg. But if I met Tiger or I got to play around with him, I, I just I would crumble. I think I would crumble. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man. Talk about the pressure of hitting your shots in front of that guy too. Oh, oh my God. I can't imagine. Imagine just towing one into the trees. It'd be bad. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, this might overlap our, our previous answer here, but what, what do you think is the single most important skill a race car driver can possess? If you asked Landon Castle, you'd say versatility, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no. Uh, I think you've got to have some sort of adaptability to anything, whether it's the car, whether it's, different schedules changing like rain delays or then the weather itself changing you've got to have this sense of like okay it's not going to affect my job you know or i I, this is how i got to do it to do the same job i've been doing for everything you've got to have some sort of adaptability and um and yeah versatility and 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 you've got to be yeah you just you got to have that comfort at such a at a higher pace. You've got to make sure that it's uh, that it happens straight away. It's, you can't muck around in the sport. It's, otherwise, you just get eaten up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what life lessons from a young age stick with you and affect your daily decisions as an adult? Yeah. Well, my dad said to me very young, and it's always stuck with me. It's weird, but he's like, "There's no finish line to perfection." And it's like legit. And it's probably half the reason why I'm at Penske at the moment because like that's how we look at things. You know, like it's no matter how good you're going, no matter how, you know, whether this is in life, whether it's, you know, you can have, you know, you can have billions of dollars, but there's still another billion out there. You know, like there's, you know, there's always something that you can strive for or perfect in your craft and your life and the way you go about things and the way you treat people. Um, Yeah. And I'm, you know, I feel like everyone is, but I'm, I feel like in my life, I'm constantly learning, um, constantly building a better relationship with my wife, constantly building a better, you know, lifestyle for us. Um, yeah, it's not just racing. So, yeah, I think that for me, that quote's always stuck with me. There's no finish line to perfection. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Um, so each week, I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. And as I mentioned, Blaney was the last one. His question for you is, um, what do you like and dislike about being in America compared to New Zealand? Okay. Uh, that's a good one, Blaney. Um, I, I love how much sport is on here. And and also, I love the way that Americans, like, get together and, and, and go to each other, like, not that we don't do it in Australia, but I feel like you guys, like, if there's something on, like, let's say the Super Bowl, it's just a big thing, but, like, it's a big deal. Like, everyone gets together Thanksgiving. Like, everyone's just, like, it's a it's a really, I feel like you guys really celebrate many things. Like, even Blaney, like, he's he's the first one, if I win a race, like, all right, where are we drinking? Like, where, where are we going for a party? You know, like, it's like, when Australia would be just like, oh, congratulations, yeah, I'll see you soon. Like, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be, like, a, a big thing. It's like, it's just, yeah. I don't know whether it's just the people I hang out with or not, um, but I guess you know I don't I don't want to get too political or anything, but like it, I, I, there's definitely a, a safer feeling in like New Zealand in some ways. You know, it, it, like I was talking to my wife about it the other day, just with what's been going on with the malls and a few things, and like you know, walking through a mall, like you've got this, you you you. I don't know. I just, I, I'm just a little nervous about a couple of things, you know, and it, it's something I've never felt before until I came here. I love America. I love it. And, and, and I'll, I will be a U.S. citizen and I will stay here for the rest of my life if I can. But it, it definitely, I miss that feeling of like just 
not having to have your guard up sort of everywhere you go kind of thing. I don't know whether that's just a me thing, but yeah. No, definitely not you. Definitely not just you. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I even, you know, sending my kid to, I, you know, I have two like little yeah. kids and started sending one of the kids to school now and, and you're just like, man, I shouldn't be having to think about this stuff when I drop my kid off at school, but that's, it's, you know, like, it's just like, I don't, yeah, it's, it's, it's whether you're into that or not, like with the, you know, it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's like a, such a nerve wracking thing, especially with me, but like with, we're, we're 30 this year, I'm 30 this year. We're thinking about having kids. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a big deal. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I missed the, the safeness of just being on the farm and hanging out with a few cows. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I could totally understand that. Yeah. Um, so the next interview I'm doing, I think is going to be with, um, Kenny Wallace, the former NASCAR driver turned, well, now he's races at dirt and all that stuff. Um, you know, quite a yeah, personality. Yeah. Um, do you have a question I might be able to ask Kenny? Oh, that's a good one. What separated the two of you, two of them, you know, the brothers, um, like, yeah, what did he do good? And what did, what did Rusty do better? And what did, can he do better and how could we make the ultimate Wallace brother? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Man. Go with that. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I will see you uh, at Indy and um, yeah. Have right. a fun week. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's always good to chat. Thanks. Yep. Have a good one. Bye. See ya. Bye. All right, everybody. There you have it. Scott McLaughlin on the 12 questions podcast. What a delightful guy to uh, chat with there for a little bit. And by the way, um, after he said that thing about the uh, Americans not taking their shoes off, funny enough, just like a day or two later, a new study came out showing that uh, he was at least partially right because it says while most Americans will take their own shoes off in their own house, uh, others do not. And, and they do not ask their guests to take the shoes off in people's houses. So uh, apparently we will walk through people's houses with our shoes on, not me. Mom, if you're listening, I don't do that. But uh, many will, and many don't uh, even ask their guests to take their shoes off for whatever reason. But again, when they're in their own house, uh, they'll take their shoes off. So kind of a weird double standard there. But uh, that was an interesting observation from Scott. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that one. And of course, uh, Kenny Wallace, sure to deliver next week as well. Uh, the one he did last year was one of the most popular ones of the whole season. So hopefully you will enjoy that. Anyway, thanks as always for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.